For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast from an incredibly poorly lit room here um, that I'm joining you from. I feel like I'm. I feel like I really am hostage at this stage because um, <laughs> I just you can barely see me if I if I lean back. You can't really even see me at all. Only for my white beard, you wouldn't be able to see me at all. <laughs> Patty, how's things in your considerably better lit room than mine? Are you just reminding me to turn on my light? That's why it's better late. <laughs> it wasn't a second ago. Um, I, I'm still I'm still a bit angry here. I just watched the the women's game against Manchester United, and I'm actually fuming at the free mm. kick that was awarded in the 94th minute when a linesman two yards away from the incident didn't give a linesman, lines line, assistant referee didn't give the free. Um, a FIFA referee managed to give the free and the bloody scored from it. Of course, they did in true Man United way, take it after their uh, their male counterparts. So, yeah, a bit gutted about that now, to be honest, because it would have been a, it would have been a good draw, and to to drop all three points from the position they were they were ahead twice. Yeah. So. I, I I I couldn't watch past maybe about the 68th minute, so I didn't actually know the score, Paddy. And thanks to him for reminding me. I just checked the score there, and I went, "Oh, geez, they lost." Yeah. You know that's yeah that's unfortunate because yeah. they they were playing really well. You know Rachel Daly is a cheat code like she's brilliant, mm-hmm. she's actually brilliant. Um, and they were playing they were playing really well, but um, yeah, I'm looking and at, and even know. even at that, I didn't think they were up to their usual standards today. I thought there was they were lacking something, but still they were able to get the two goals. Rachel Daly is just a fantastic player, but she's she's got great support around her now as well. Um. In the next couple of years, we'll see the fruits of, of what's happened this year because I've no doubt they'll be pushing into those European places very soon if they continue yeah. to grow in, in the trajectory that they're going. So it's a pity, but there you go. The last three to the Man United. And and you know what? It just sets up the weekend because you, you just have this fear that that's, that's what happens when Villa play Man United. Um, that That's the, the 90s child in me coming out again where I was totally infatuated with Aston Villa only to be robbed constantly every time we played Man United even 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 in the latter days when the FA managed to give Robin Van Persie goal of the season despite the fact that he was offside kicking the ball never sat well with me at all it just pr- it just proved in my head that all they do is play to the masses like why, why you would even vote for a goal that was offside was beyond me anyway they wouldn't get away yeah. with it in this day and age with with, uh, with VAR. Maybe that's why they're not at the top of the league, Neil. Maybe so. 
Maybe so. Um, I I don't think I ever told this anecdote uh, about Manchester United and about heartbreaking losses, but that famous Federico Makeda goal um, that happened. I was watching, um, I was watching the game at a pub, my hometown, Ballingarry County Limerick. And uh, when I was watching the game, I was watching a pub called Barrett. No, since it's changed name, but uh, the owner of the pub, uh, PJ, God rest him. Um, he knew I was a massive Villa fan. He didn't follow anyone. He said, "If Villa beat Manchester United, I'll buy you a pint." And Villa, of course, were um, you know, everything was lo- was was looking rosy. I guess not. Villa don't lose to Manchester United. I'll buy you. I, I'll buy you a pint. And uh, so just Makeda came on, whatever it was, ninety third minute anyway. A pint of Guinness lens down in front of me, and I'm sitting there, I'm watching. The goal goes in, and PJ is standing beside me here, and he literally takes the pint off the off the table and goes in bed. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I remember the whole like there was only maybe about six or seven people in the pub and they were all laughing as it happened you couldn't script it you couldn't have scripted it the way that it happened but uh yeah it's uh it, that that's that that's my lasting memory and and do you know what a positive memory petty as well whenever i whenever we play manchester united my mind always goes back to the 94 cup final league final as well thinking that Manchester United were completely and utterly unbeatable. Um, and then all of a sudden, Peter Schmeichel is out and Les Seeley, RIP, was was in goals for that game. And I, um, we didn't have, we only had two TV stations at home when I was growing up. Look, this watch me now do my whole life when we were back in my day or whatever. But uh, <laughs> my grandfather, who lived across the road from us, he had... Um, a bazillion channels like he had he had all any channel you wanted i used to go on thursday evenings i used to go over watching Me- mexican wrestling with my grandfather uh over in his house he'd watch any two sports and uh he had that game and when i went went over there and um, we watched that game together i remember it and i remember the um yeah just kanchalska's handball and everything so it's funny that when this game comes up there's obviously so many bad memories but you know that one good memory from 94 is the first memory that floods into my mind whenever we play manchester united it really is and uh you know hopefully we have another day like that again uh, on mm. sunday the one that the one uh, that always when when we play man united at, at old trafford is steve staunton's goal still the greatest goal ever scored at old trafford yeah absolute banger Paul McGrath marauding down the right wing. <laughs> it's the ball into Brian Small. And then Brian Small feeds Steve Staunton. What a goal that was. Yeah. Absolutely incredible goal. Absolute yeah. cracker. Yeah, if any of you guys have good good memories against Manchester United or being at Manchester United games, even if the result didn't go away, pop them in the comments there. Uh, we'll mm. read them out uh, as well later on. Because I, I, I have never I've never seen I had never seen Villa beat Man United in the league until uh, the the first game under Emery this time round. So, Did you not see the Courtney House? Courtney no, House I've obviously saw it on the telly, but that was at Old Trafford. Oh, sorry, I, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, and I think I told the story before, but the 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 day you'll win nothing with kids was my last ever Gaelic football game for Whitehall Column Kills. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So that's that's my memory of that day, and and all, all my mates over at the match, and I was I was stuck <laughs> into the last game of the Gaelic football season. Yeah. Anyway, there you fantastic, go. A fan, that was a fantastic day as well. Mark Draper pulling the strings in the middle of midfield mm. that day as well. I remember. Yeah. I remember. I um remember taping match of the day and watching it every morning before I went to school. Solid for about three weeks. Even. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, less of the nostalgia and more of looking forward to the game. And, and I hope everyone can hear me because I'm speaking a bit quietly, more quietly, because um, there's a question in there. Why am I not in the villa room? We're getting some renovations done to our house at the moment. And with my better half being um, eight and three quarter months pregnant now at the moment, uh, I can't, uh, we're, we're, she can't stay in the house. So we're out here with the little, the little one as well. And, um, as I said, nothing better than Saturday mornings waking up with the, with the little one. So uh, I couldn't stay inside in that dust ball of a house um, on a Friday night. So that's why I'm out here um, in my poor little room. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, I must say, I'm getting fantastic dinners out here. So I cannot complain. Absolutely. <laughs> Michelin, genuine Michelin star type stuff here. So I cannot complain. I'm going to put on about two and a half stone uh, from living out here. So it's a... Uh, it's, it's, it's a real treat, I must admit. Um, anyway, we've, we've talked about absolutely everything other than... Uh, yeah, check, check this one out for a family story, Neil. Here's the Huggins family fact for you. My mother was born in Nevis, and she decided to come to Birmingham after Philippe beat Man United in the 1957 uh, Cup final. Johnny Dixon. Excellent. That's amazing. Isn't I have... Uh, I have... Um, I remember, uh, I, I, I won't be able to put my hand in it, but I have a signed photo of, um, it was Johnny Dixon, wasn't that his name? The, the captain, I think it was. The captain yeah. was Johnny Dixon, yeah. Peter McParland scored the goals, yeah. I have a signed photograph of Johnny Dixon and a signed photograph of Peter McParland uh, somewhere. And um, my... Someone belonging to me, I can't remember who it was. Someone belonged to me, I had them and they didn't know who they were. Um <laughs> and and now I have them, but I don't know where they, where those two photographs are. They're somewhere. They're somewhere. They're either in my parents' house or they're in my house somewhere. But I can't put my hand in them. But um, yeah, I'm sure. Actually, it, it was Peter McParland's 89th birthday this week. Yeah, uh, still go, still going strong. And I actually put a photo up on socials this week of my son and Peter McParland, and he's putting the FA Cup on his head mm-hmm. in in Dublin when when uh, when they brought over the FA Cup to when we played Shamrock Rovers. But uh, I got a good real reaction to that picture. Yeah, I even got a good reaction from my son, who normally just gives you a dirty look when you pull out these old photos, but it's a, a particularly yeah. good one. So I, 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 I decided today I'm going to get it printed and put it on the wall. <laughs> yeah, and it's a great photograph, actually, and putting a cup on uh, on Stephen's head, yeah. So it's, yeah. uh, and that's a nice one to have. Yeah, and as I say, 89 years of age, um, like, and, and he is, he's an overlooked Aston Villa player. And not overlooked, I suppose, really, but you know, when you go back and you start thinking about, you know, um, yeah, he was one of the, the original kind of icons to play with Northern Ireland, if I'm not mistaken, as well, Paddy, wasn't he? Yeah. Didn't he? And uh, I remember we were doing an, an Irish 11, and I tried to sneak him into the Irish Villa 11, should I say? I tried to sneak him into my Irish Villa 11, uh, and Paddy called, Paddy called, uh, called me on it because, in fairness, we did have, we did say it was Republic of Ireland 11. Um, Paddy Cosby on it. So, uh, but yeah, fine player. And um, yeah, I wish him happy birthday as well. Uh, and his 89th birthday. And I hope, I hope, I hope, um, uh, I hope that I uh, I live half as long as him. I'm just going to address something here. Ace Hall. Um, I'm becoming a bit of a joke going in every podcast going, stick and build your brand. Cool. I will, I will build my brand, but I also just love talking about Aston Villa. So if you think I'm a joke, then I hope you're laughing because that's all I want to do is make people happy. I want to make people enjoy themselves. I want to pick people. Uh, I'm not here for fame, not here for fortune or anything. I'm here to talk about Aston Villa. And uh, I like going on other podcasts as well. But if, if, if I am a joke, then 
I hope people are laughing because uh, that's the whole idea. And, and this isn't me being salty with you or anything like that. The whole idea is to bring joy uh, and, and and not be here, um, you know, just trotting stuff out for 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 the sake of it. I try and go and I try and be try and be happy with people. I try and be nice to people. I try and help people out. And uh, Villa View needed somebody to do something today. I uh, Dan was was taken ill. I said I would do it for him because he's a friend of mine. Um, other other podcast channels asked me to go on their podcast because they're starting out. I don't know. I'll even do a podcast next week, week to week. I don't know whether I'll keep this thing going. I do it because I like it. I do it because I've got the time, and I do it because I love chatting to all you guys. But you know, I think there's a space for absolutely every single podcast out here. Whether it's Chad Williams' podcast that was on recently, whether it's the whole cast that I go on with with um, the guys um, with Cole and, and the guys there, whether it's um, Whatever other podcasts uh, that that I go that I I've been on in the past, I just love talking about Aston Villa. I do, and um, I just as I say, I come on here and I talk to you guys. I do it seven days a week. I actually do it three day, three times a week, a day, seven days a week if I had to. Um, and as I say, it's not about building a brand because I don't want to be famous uh, like that. When you build a brand, you want to be famous or something. That ain't it. It's just about talking about Aston Villa. And look, I know I take your, I take your point in, I take your point in, in, in the good faith that I know you meant it in. I'm not having a go at you, but I just wanted to address that as well because a couple of people have said, "Why did you go on all these different podcasts?" Because I just love talking about Aston Villa, and I don't have many other, other things that, uh, that, are, that give me as much joy, um, as a hobby, and I get to do this while sitting in. Uh, sitting in my house and I get to spend time with my, with my good partner and my good co- my kid and my new kid on the way and it's better than going out spending four hours playing golf and being away from everybody so just wanted to address that and as I say I know you meant that in the best way possible this if you did I really appreciate it um but I just wanted to address that okay so didn't know who I didn't know where that came from maybe it's because no, we, don't, we don't even know who it is look <coughs> no, 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 just, I don't know where that came from me I'm up since 4 a.m this morning uh, so maybe it's because I'm tired and emotional in the greatest way, uh, in the uh, like like um like Eamon Dunphy was back in the day. But uh, as I say, that's um that's cool. Um, anyway, let's talk about Manchester United. And first of all, I want to say thanks to two people here as well. Um, there is Dermot Donlin. Thank you so much, Dermot. Really, really appreciate that. We're going to get to a couple more comments there in a moment. So before we go ahead to talk about United, yeah. shout out, um, shout out to Dermot. The reason it. he put in the super sticker and there was absolutely no need, Dermot. We appreciate it, but there was no need. Um, we we sorted out tickets in the Irish Lions for him during the week. That's what we're here for. That's what your Lions club is for. That's why every overseas fan should join their local Lions club. It's mm. it's about people being able to reach out and get to Villa Park because. Over the next few years, it's going to be very, very hard to get in there. So uh, happy to help, and and thanks very much for your coin donation. Exactly, absolutely, and the man, this man is. But as I've said before, if we were ever to float on the stock market, this man would have ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the shares already bought <laughs> up. <laughs> Matt handling these points for podcasters. Thanks a million. Cheers, Matt. This evening, uh, which also acts as my wife's lullaby. <laughs> You say good night, gents. Good night, Miss. Good, good night, Mrs. Hallinan. Good night, Matt. <laughs> I, enjoy that. I enjoy that. That's that's good crack. Um, cool. And and thanks, thanks everybody for 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 the nice comments there as well. I I, I appreciate. It. But as I say, that wasn't me having a go at anybody. It was me just explaining it because you know it's. I suppose really, I should just. I I feel I feel I need to explain it. And that's that that's. Um, and the one the one thing I love about it, Neil, is like. I, I, I'm I'm here 
And I, I'm, I'm, what? There's a light here, but it isn't plugged in. I thought I was going to have a, a great reveal. Look, yeah. it's not even plugged in. <laughs> you better plug it in. I go plugging it in. You, you, you say what you were going to say there. All right. Well, what I, what I was going, what I was going to say is, uh, like we were over there a couple of weeks ago, and to bump into all the other podcasters and people we never met before, and uh, had a great old chat with with everybody from from. Dan and the, the Villa on Tour boys to the Up the Villa boys, uh, Pete from Canada was there. We never bumped yeah. into him, but like everybody, everybody gets on so well. Um, it's great. It's great that you can go across. Like there's, you know, there's a, an Aussie villains podcast that I, I speak to Mark every day on a daily basis about villains. We just have a great relationship with, with the people that listen to our podcast. So. You don't need to make any explanation for what you do. Just go and be you. I'll just be sitting here keeping you on the straight and narrow in the meantime when you're here. It's up to everybody else to keep you on the straight and narrow and tell you to shut up when you need to exactly. on the other podcasts. Exactly. 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 No, and as I say, um, there are some, like, I remember when we beat Newcastle, that was one of the first things I came up with. And I said, find Villa content, no matter where it is, find it do it, listen to it, be part of it, because fan content is the way forward, specifically about Villa, because there will come times when we were, like when we were in 11th position, no one wanted to talk about us. So if you're waiting for yeah. the BBC to talk about us, if you're waiting for Sky Sports News to talk about us, if you're waiting for, for whoever else, unless you're you're localised, I suppose, maybe in BBC West Midlands do, in fairness. Yeah. But you know, if you're waiting for national media to talk, to talk about Villa, you might be waiting for a long period of time. So that was just my piece uh, after the Newcastle game is, you know, you'll find one that you've never heard of before. And, um, and uh, that will, you know, that, that could be brilliant. You know, that could be one of the best things ever. I know from following the Cleveland Browns and sorry, I'm, I really do feel a small, a bit like I'm on a high horse at the moment, but I'm not, I don't mean to be, <laughs> but uh, I remember following the Cleveland Browns and, uh, not being anywhere near Cleveland, and they got into one half decent winning season. And I remember I was watching listening to like ten hours worth of podcasts a day, and I was finding people like that were that probably never held an American football like myself ever in their lives before. And I didn't care because it was just feel good content. So uh, as I say, we're in a great position with Aston Villa at the moment, um, and I think everybody should listen to content. Yeah. Anyway, talking about Manchester, Jesus, we're 18 minutes in, Paddy, and we haven't even... That's all right, I'm, I'm enjoying these comments. Do you call uh, your wife Paddy in your sleep? No, he calls his dog Paddy instead. My, my dog my dog is actually called Paddy, so, and he got a fantastic <laughs> haircut today, so he did. Yeah, so uh, he's, uh, he's, he's down below, he's snoring, he's the loudest snoring dog in the world, and he's only about that size, so... Yeah. Um, a, and and so yeah, and so he says. Look, look. We, I I I listen to most Villa podcasts. I, you can't. I don't think. I, well, some people can listen to them all. When I can, I listen to as many of them as I possibly can. Um. So I so I totally get your you, that you're grateful for them. I, I remember when, um, I had just started a new business and I was struggling, and those podcasts used to get me through the, the long days when when I needed them. So everybody has a purpose for listening. Um. We we absolutely love. The engagement we have with everybody, so we'll uh, we'll get to the real business now and start talking about Man United. I, I, do you know what? I'm secretly inside, glad that this happened because I fucking hate Man United. <laughs> Come here, Teddy. So it's Leeds, it's United, it's <laughs> Manchester City, Manchester <laughs> City. But um, look, United are are the next. Uh, the, the next ticket we got to stamp on our on our European journey, on our potential European yeah. journey, on our uh, as a European eliminator, 
you know, and, and three points the weekend puts us very, very healthy position. Um, you know, any three points we get between now and the end of the season is obviously going to push us closer. But I get a funny feeling that the that like we win this, we we win this at the weekend by hook or by crook. If, as once again, if it goes in off John McGinn's posterior, that is a fantastic result for Aston Villa. I'm 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 going to the point now, Paddy, whereby I think since the Brentford game, style points aren't really going to make it for me anymore. If we win dirty, if we win with low blows, if we win with dodgy VAR calls, if we win with uh with with Hawkeye not working. I don't care. I want to get to Europe, and that's all I want to do. And um, you know, and I think this, you know, based on what we've seen from Manchester United specifically last night, I think it's a it's a possibility because they did look to run out of steam. Yeah, um, they, they've obviously had a, a really tough week with with having to play extra time last weekend. Um, they look like they were running on empty come the the game last night. Plus, they've only got a quick turnaround of, of two days rest. So, I for one, I'm happy with that. I don't care what excuses they come up with afterwards if we beat them. And if we beat them because they're tired, so be it. Because it's usually the other way around. It's usually us that have a quick turnaround and have to worry about all these things. And, and we're the ones that are, are not usually getting the rub of the green with, with that extra uh, rest. So, there's two days extra rest on this one. We play Tuesday, they play Thursday. Obviously, it's not until Sunday, which 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 is why they were able to play the game on a Thursday night. I'm mm. sure Eric Ten Hag won't be happy about it, but it gave them that extra day to recover from their FA Cup final. And you know what? They could be galvanised with after these two results after drawing against Brighton. I know they got the win in, on penalties in the end, and after last night, it could it could fire them up a little bit after capitulating like that and, and conceding the goals. But uh, I I'm optimistic about this one. And I will remain optimistic until the final whistle blows. I just think we're capable of anything. Um, I listened to Stato's comments in there. I don't, I don't think he has the, the one I listened to, which absolutely blew me away. Um, cons- obviously, he has one in there. We've not won consecutive away f- fixtures since March, August 1930 against Man United. So that that has the opportunity to be broken. Um, you know what I'm going to say about that? There's a party that Emery would love to poop. And you know what? He laughs in the face of danger. So let's do it. <laughs> um, and the last time we won back-to-back, but they, they were uh, they were home and away, was the year I was born. Now, you, you can go and Google when that last happened because I'm not telling you the year I was born. <laughs> <laughs> so if they, do, if they do it, it'll only be the second time in my lifetime if, if they go and win... Uh, win to, on Sunday and get a home and away win against them, which would be fantastic. Yeah, and, and who's to say we can't? And I'm going to, the reason I'm going to say who's to say we can't is, and I mentioned this on the, on the bit of you today, that like the most animated I got watching that game, last it was it was last night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was last night. Yeah. Most, most animated I, I, I got watching that game um, was, uh, was when Lindelof bundled into... Son, I think it was, absolutely upended him and he was on a yellow card already and I was like he's definitely going to get a second yellow, he's going to be sent off, he's going to be out <laughs> the weekend because Harry Maguire is injured, Varane is injured um, uh, what's called Martin, uh, Lissandra Martinez is injured, Phil Jones like he has passed on I'd say at this stage I don't know where the hell he is Phil Jones <laughs> is. Uh, uh, is he still there? Yeah, he's injured. He is still there, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like they, they don't literally they wouldn't have had anyone. They would have had to bring up that young kid, I'd say Mengi, and who was on loaners uh, at 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 um at Blue Noses last year. 
I'd say he might have been had had to be brought up or else push Casemiro back. So from that point of view, it, you know, although we've a lot of minutes in our legs in in our team, and I get onto it in a moment, I think their team is stretched in a defensive point of view. And if they get any injury in that defense, they're going to mm. be looking for bodies, and they're going to have to make a big change in pushing pushing Casemiro back into that defense. I would imagine. Yeah, um, yeah, they're they're. They're having to go to the well with, with what they're missing. They're nearly running out of space on this app that I'm looking for. Looking at it, who's who's injured and missing from from their squad. Um, some important players, as you said, less less or so Harry Maguire, but uh, you know, Varane is missing, McTominay is missing, um, Martinez is missing. So I think if there's a good time to play them after the week they've had, this is it. But I do have that nagging bit in the back of my mind that they will be more galvanised and, and they'll be able to prove a point at home to their fans after what's happened this week with, with you know because there was a lot a lot of Man United fans very unhappy with the performance last night especially how they did so the most most important thing we can do on Sunday I think is stay in the tie keep, keep it as, as tight and as like if we can get ahead brilliant but once once, once we stay um, close I, I think we our our game could suit a late onslaught to, to go and nick nick the three points here. And I think that's what's going to happen. And I'm really looking forward to it. Like I, I said to you, uh, I put into a group uh, that we're in um, that I, I want Dalla to start. I want us to hammer Dalla. I want us to go after him in that left-back position. If they end up starting him at right-back, give him one Bissaka a break. I don't, I don't think they can. He's been in scintillating form recently. And even though Dalla has been in good form uh, throughout the course of the season, I think, I think if you're smart about it, you can get at that up pretty easily. Um, but if they were wherever they start, they might think that we would go for him. But when we look into their midfield, um, you know, like like uh, I, I suppose it, there's a lot to be said for Casemiro. The fact that he just props up that whole midfield. Um, Ericsson's looked looked very good recently. Coming back from injury, I don't think he has 90 minutes in the legs after coming back from that injury that he had. But yeah. if you can, uh, if we can, if we can kind of lock Casemiro out of this game and stop him from breaking up play, if we can occupy him, should I say, and stop him from breaking up play, I think it'll allow us to attack us more a bit more fluidly than we we have done in the last couple of games. So it's a bloody tough assignment for whoever's going to get it. But who do you think, or what do you think we could do to try and stifle maybe Casemiro, that Casemiro Ericsson pivot that they have there? Um. Well. Uh... <laughs> I, I think if we play a high line, I think I think it, it's going to be very difficult because um, my, my concern is the pace they have to run in behind with Sancho, Anthony, Mar, uh, mm. Martial, Rashford. All of these guys are capable of punishing us. So that that's my that's my fear rather than Casemiro uh, dictating the ball. Um, I think if we play like we did against Newcastle. With, with that intensity, with with that solidity in the middle, that that will will cut out the effect of Casemiro and Bruno Fernandez. Hopefully, um, it looked like Jesus that that guy the way the way he bounces back up off the pitch when he's allegedly injured is incredible. So to see him with his leg up in a boot on Tuesday and play a match on Thursday, nothing fucking surprised me. I think he's Lazarus in disguise. Mm. So. Uh, like he's, I think, I think he's the greatest shit house ever to play the game. He's absolutely full of shit, and uh, let let let's uh, let let's get um, 
I'd, I'd nearly start someone just to go in and buckle him in the first five minutes to see how his ankle really is or give him something to fucking moan about. But actually, I thought that Heiberg did that. I thought that he did it, and I thought that... Like, well, I, I didn't see the full game, you see. Yeah, I was, I was um, working, so I only, I only saw the end of the game. But Heiberg, Heiberg did one of those ones where he was running at him that he just kind of put it this way. He just left a, a straight leg about, about six inches off the ground. For him to for his ankle to run into it, put it that way. He didn't stand for him or anything, but he just just kind of like kept his leg about six inches off the ground. And Fernandez ran into his legs. It, it was one of those ones. Um, he knew exactly what he was doing, and I thought he did it. And he definitely did it because he saw him in a boot, like uh, the, the the week previously. But Fernandez kept on playing, and I thought he was all right. Didn't think he was as effectual as he has been in past seasons. But um, ran out of steam like the rest of them in the second half. And I think that that has to be the big positive for Aston Villa. That you know, we can say that we look leggy. We can say that we've you know we've been off tempo in the last couple of games, but there is nobody in that United team that has the engine of a John McGinn or a Buendia. Like look for all Buendia's faults, and look, we know we've 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 started a debate with regards to Buendia about a week and a half ago. We know he misplaces passes, but he gets around the field, and he's he he's 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 a nuisance. And yes, he will be so sub, probably substituted, and we will bring fresh legs on, um, if or, if they're needed. But I mm. think that there's a bit more kind of bite in our midfield. I think our midfield is a bit more rounded, whereas they have their attacking midfielders, and then they have Casemiro, and then when they're lacking a bit in defence, specifically to rotate in and out in defence. I think that there's just an opportunity to catch them there somewhere, but I don't know where, if that makes sense, you know, there has mm. to be, there has to, like, and obviously when Emery is looking at this as well, there has to be somewhere he's looking at going, there's the weakness, there's the weakness. And I'm intrigued, I really am intrigued to figure out where it is at the weekend uh, because he did it against Newcastle. He hammered the hammer against Newcastle, down on top of Trippier, made him stay behind, pulled the two defenders wide as he possibly could, and we got great joy out of it. I'm really looking forward to see what he does in this. And we may we may fall in our arses. We may very well fall in our arses. Yeah, that, that's, that's always something that could, that could happen too. And we have done, we've capitulated at Old Trafford many, many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they have a lot of stake. Like A lot of people are overlooking the fact that if we win, we're three points behind them. Nobody's, give, nobody's given us a chance of... of of Europe that they all think it's all about the games in hand and I am perfectly fine with us fl- flying below the radar like that as I have been for the last four or five months since since uh, Emery came in it's uh, it, it, it's just going to be it, it always is a different game at Old Trafford you, you, like we met the first thing we did when we come on was mention what the referee did in the women's game the referees are more than capable of of really uh, messing up at Old Trafford or deliberately messing up whatever way you want to look at it but it's um it's a tough place to go and, and get decisions. It's not a tough place to go with regards atmosphere or anything like that. But it's it's gonna be one hell of a game. Um I think we'll be up for it. I think I think we've a little bit left in the tank, a little bit more than they have, and I think it's a perfect time to play them. Yeah, I um I, I think it is a perfect time to play them as well. There is no way, like we talk about, once again, I keep going back to the legginess because it's hard not to come to that conclusion. It's hard not to at least kind of level that as a, as a potential as to why we've been off pace in the second half versus Fulham and in the first half, first 86 minutes, I think, really against Brentford. But the, but the United team, and, and believe me, they're going to have to play the majority of the team that they played um, both in the cup final, albeit Maguire won't be there, in the cup final and 
against Spurs. They're going to have to play the majority of that team because they're at they're they're down to that to, to the bare bones. Yes, Martial mm. might come in. Yes, Veghorst might start. You know, but if Veghorst starts, Anthony is to the bench. If Martial comes in, Sancho is to the bench. Arguably, they've been their two best players along with Rashford in the last two games. Yeah. So if they do rest those two guys, I think that's a huge positive for us. So I don't think they're going to do that. And they've got what is it 90 plus 120 so they've got 210 minutes in their legs over the last seven over the last seven days and we will have 90 minutes over the last seven days albeit 180 minutes over the last eight days and that level of recovery and recuperation is massive any sports scientists out there want to let let us know get in contact with us and let us know exactly how much of a difference that makes on average obviously every player is different but on average how much mm. how much difference that one day extra rest or two days extra rest could make i'd be fascinated to figure it out yeah um, it's that one might have some stats on on, on what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> um paddy i've got a an off-topic question for you We've got a man in Barcelona that's looking to set up a Villa Lions club. How would he go about it? Lovely. Well, a dad's diary. If you if you look me up on Twitter or Instagram, or uh, my email address is villapaddy82 at gmail.com, I will point you in the right direction on how to get this going. Um, it'd be great to have one in Barcelona, especially seeing as we'll be playing them in the Champions League in a few years' time. So it's always important. But uh, I'll give you any help that you need. And any anyone around the world, if they want to reach out, if they want to set up a Lions club, um, for those that don't know, I sit on a, a steering group of five people that look after the, the, the Lions club worldwide. So if they're is anybody that's interested in setting one up by all means give us a shout there's a lot of them in around birmingham have a look for your local one it's probably a lot harder to set one up within the uk because most of the uk is covered but anywhere around the world that's not covered or if there isn't one in your city or our country give us a shout and we'll see what we can do yeah absolutely and uh, we do like the lions club network guys genuinely is phenomenal phenomenal like there's one like even think about North America, the amount that have that have popped up over the last five, six, seven years. Even Villa weren't going good. It's just it's phenomenal the way that the club is. Uh, that there there are bands and little pockets of people all around the world. Like there's very very few places that where you won't be an hour or two hours drive. And I know an hour or two hours drive is a long time, but you won't be an hour or two hours drive away from a Lions club. And uh, as Paddy says, uh, he's the man to get you sorted uh, for something like that. Um, also, I want to say thank you very much, T8. I really appreciate that. Love your stuff, Neil. And embarrassing <laughs> and embarrassing my daughter with score prediction shout outs in the team sheet. Thank you. <laughs> you I love those those score prediction shout outs, I absolutely love them. Um, and, and, and the team sheet tantrum, and we will have a team sheet tantrum on Sunday at 10 minutes to one GMT, 10 minutes to one British yep. time, Irish time, British Irish time, whatever. Um, mm. 10 minutes to one, whatever part of the world you're in, um, do the maths on that one, do the, the maths on that one, but we will have a team sheet tantrum, and I want to see you all there, plus all your best friends, and all your best friends' friends mm. as well, get them all supporting Villa, get them in here, and get them to watch the team sheet tantrum, because as of now, we're the only only place that does the team sheet tantrum, and to be honest with you, it's my favourite show of the whole week, regardless of, <laughs> of, of any of them, because it's just a bit of crack, and everyone is right up there with optimism. And and uh, it's it, it's great to do. So we will definitely yeah. be moment uh, this weekend, provided that my better half doesn't go into labour, 
we will be doing a WC touch. And then then, then that, you'll that, be looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'll be going around. I'll be going around like this. Uh, is everything okay? In the, yeah, yeah. the labour ward. <laughs> I think one nil to Villa, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, Neil, we'll, we'll, tease, we'll tease people and tell them that we've got some big news coming in the next few days. Just to stay tuned. We're not going to say any more than that. Just a little bit of big news coming up. Yeah, stand by, stand by your YouTube and your Spotify and everywhere else you listen to us. Yeah, there's, there's news yeah. coming. Exactly, absolutely for sure, and we'll leave it on that. Before we do, we do want I do want to give uh, a little shout out as well. And I forgot to do it in the last two podcasts. And I do ultimately and really, really apologize. A couple of people have gotten in contact with me again, looking to know what their website is for uh, sports travel tours, sports travel tours for Villa in America. Um, it's still going and um, we're still building up pace. There is a delay in getting prices and stuff like that at the moment and reasons be there's there's reasons for it. Um, so don't worry about that. Um, sign up to the link here and we have a link in the podcast notes as well where you'll be able to click on it and just sign up and they will send you a, an email with the latest, excuse me, the latest offers as and when they come out. And uh, if you are planning on going to the States, uh, Andrew, in sports travel tours, Andrew's a good luck charm. Andrew was at the Fulham game at the, in, in midweek. And no, he's not going to the United game. Or is he going to the United game, did he say? I can't remember. But he was a good luck charm anyway against, uh, at, at Fulham during the week. Lifelong Villa fan living in, um, in, in Texas from Birmingham. And he owns that company, Sports Travel Tours, um, and they will sort you guys out. So click on the link. Even if you're interested, they'll send you the pricing. That's it. That's really it. Just signing up to their mailing list for the pricing for this is, is all they wanted to do to get it out there and let people know. So that is Sports Travel Tours as well, if you are thinking of going to the United States. So let's go and do it, Paddy. I am occupying somebody's bedroom here, and I'm keeping them from going to bed. So <laughs> I have to... Um, I have to to, to giddy up over here and uh, and give this back but uh, thanks so much everybody for joining us tonight thanks a million Paddy thanks a million to everyone for all the comments um, we'll see you guys again on Sunday at 10 minutes to 1 for a game I'm really looking forward to and in the meantime everybody stay safe stay healthy and all that's left to say is up the villa up the villa Podcast Network.